0: It ain't the left side or the right side. And it must be the
1: fence. It ain't the left the side. Left side for Thank
0: the you, right, Solody. Right Welcome to another episode of On the Fence Side here with Kat and Paul Pickin. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and iHeartRadio. We are recapping the Dolphins' terrible loss to the Baltimore Ravens 40 to nothing on Thursday night football. A game that Paul and I both projected the Dolphins to win. I really felt really strongly the Dolphins were going to win too, and you know the first quarter was a mess. The second quarter got worse. It's thirteen nothing. Then it falls to twenty. Then Matt Moore has two interceptions returned for touchdowns. Before we know it, the Dolphins are down forty to nothing and trying to injure everybody on in the Baltimore Ravens. Paul, what do you make of this game? Besides, it's terrible.
1: Terrible sums it up. I mean, I don't think we're going to hear any more of the Matt Moore chants at all going forward, at, at all, even a little bit from anyone ever, unless you're delusional.
0: Yeah, that's that's for sure. And I I was I was glad Matt Moore could get in there so that we would know one way or another where the problem is. I guess that's one decent takeaway from all this so now it's it's kind of like how Matt Moore was the urban legend before now in just one week Jay Cutler's the urban legend now where people are rooting for him to get back but just a sloppy sloppy game I I tend to think this is the byproduct of what you see here when the Dolphins are down to their third string core quor- I mean their third quarterback of the season here in game six I mean it's been a rough start for the Dolphins here's the interesting thing though Paul the Dolphins are still have a winning record, even after trading Jay and with what they dealt with in Baltimore. If the season ended today, they'd be tied for the final wild card spot.
1: Completely. And, and I know we're going to dive further into the Jay thing in, in another episode here. But, yeah, I mean, Miami is in position where they've got the talent to write the ship. It's just whether or not they've got the drive to do so. Gase pulled no punches on on Friday. Talking to the media, he he was pretty fed up, pretty pissed off, and ready to make some heads roll. And uh, it should be interesting to see if Miami comes out a little more motivated uh, on offense in the in the coming weeks.
0: And that is one thing. If if the Dolphins are playing poorly, Adam Gase will get your attention very quickly, both in the locker room and through and in the media. So, Paul, what do you make of the Kiko Alonso penalty and and Sue really showing that? borderline head-stomping side of him that he showed in, in Detroit.
1: Well, the Kiko Alonzo thing, I was pretty pissed off in the moment. But when you look back at it, uh, when even the Ravens players are essentially saying Flacco slid really late and that Kiko didn't do the wrong thing, that tells you right there it, it's not as dirty as it looks at first. Um, so I, I, I didn't take a huge issue with it. I know he's going to get penalized. It sucks that Flacco had to get injured on the play. But you know what? It, it really is a bang-bang moment, and it, it, it's rough. As far as as far as far the Sioux things, I don't know if I'd go so far as as the borderline head-stomping. The head-stomping was definitely an over-aggressive move where he was the aggressor. You look at the Kiko thing. He did tackle a guy off the pile, but just laid on him. Just laid on him to keep him on the ground and, and whatever. Uh, you look at that bs when he came off sides he wasn't the aggressor he pushed the guy out of his face and the guy flopped he's got to learn not to do that and then you know that same red-haired lineman that's instigating everything in that game is is trying to drive at his legs and holding on to his jersey so finally he pushed the guy's arm off him so ah, i have trouble really being too all over sue in this one especially in a game that the 15 yards didn't really matter at that point. Matt was Matt Moore was giving him, you know, 60 yards the other direction. So I I don't really have a huge issue there.
0: I thought Kiko's play was reckless. I don't think it was dirty. I mean, I, I, I think he – Flacco slid late. Yeah, Kiko could have pulled up. The problem I have is it seemed like he got his – Flacco kind of turned at the last minute, and Kiko, what looked like – elbowed him in the head on the play you know reckless but I you know dirty you know it it really depends on what where his frame of mind is at the time and and what Flacco's thinking too yeah Sue I'm more paraphrasing what Dolphins Twitter is saying uh, about him and what you know anytime Sue takes one step in the wrong direction people want to want to find and suspend him Uh, I had no problem with what Sue did I mean Sue uh, jumped over the line and hit Ryan Mallett when he thought the play was going on. Ryan Mallett gets right up and gets right up in his face, and he takes something and he, he puts his hand right around his neck and he pushes him out of the way. I honestly don't have a problem with that temperament. So, he, yeah, he's not the head stomper that he was uh, was in Detroit. I actually like Indomitian Seuss' personality. I, th- I think more people on the team should be like him. Anyway, Paul, let's get to the grades. Uh, we should be able to whiz through a lot of these. A lot of these don't require much explanation. Quarterback, I'll throw to you first. How do you grade Matt Moore's first game of quarterback?
1: F. There's not much <laughs> to say there. It was it was horrible. I, it was absolutely abysmal.
0: He, well, blocking I, protections, what,
1: et cetera. He sucked.
0: I, I'm going to give him a D-minus because I I, I I still would put his game on par with Jay Cutler's games. Uh, Other than, uh, in fact, I think he was actually playing better than Cutler was up until his two interceptions returned for touchdown. I didn't think he was playing well, but the the big thing that struck out to me, too, is that there's something Tony Romo said about how Matt Moore wasn't really calling or sliding his protections all that much. And and that's got to fall on the quarterback. So I was at about a C minus D plus until the two interceptions returned for touchdown. So I'm going to go with a D minus. The running back spot, again, Jay he traded throughout the week, and this game starts out with a 21-yard run. Then, over the next 11 carries, has one yard. I can't give him any higher, even though, again, saying it again and again, don't blame the guy for it. I can't give him
1: any higher than a D. Yeah, some of that I put on him. Some of that I put on more. Some of it I put on the offensive line. And some of it I just put on the play calling. But regardless, absolutely a D-. minus.
0: The receivers. You know, Kenny Stills had a good game on paper. He actually had one of the better Dolphins plays earlier in the game where he boxed out the defensive back, Brandon Carr, for a 20-yard catch. Jarvis Landry, one catch for negative five yards uh, up until, what, midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, I not a lot of separation. I think Julius Thomas is just continues to have a terrible – year. Uh, Anthony Fasano I don't think is making a, much of an impact either. Leonti Carew caught a few passes, but I, I again, a pathetic offensive performance. I think the receivers were part of that. I
1: give them a D. Yeah, Carew, Carew was my GOAT last week of the game, uh, so I've got to give him a little bit of credit. This is the first time I've really seen consistent flashes from him. Uh, he really did answer the call a little bit this week. Still a fan of, of what Kenny brings each and every week. But like you said, the tight ends are a weak spot. They're really not getting Jakeem Grant involved. And up until that fourth quarter, I, I can't fully fault Jarvis, though, because Matt Moore was missing them by 5, 10 yards at times when, when they were open a lot. So it's very tough to fault the receivers, but I'll throw down a C- minus with these guys.
0: Offensive line, uh, Juwan James has one of the better ranked uh, games by pro football focus at right tackle. Not much of a surprise. Laramie Tunzel at left tackle continues to make some youngster mistakes. I still think the talent's there. Interior of the offensive line is just a mess. I mean, I don't care who's running the football for you. Now Anthony Steen at left guard's out for the year. We'll see if Ted Larson can come back uh, in the upcoming weeks. But to me, the Dolphins just getting punched in the face right up front
1: all throughout the game. I give them a D. It's definitely a rough one here. Uh, like you said, Tony Romo pointed out the fact that the protections that were being called for them were absolutely abysmal. I'll give them a D plus mainly because they've got three guys trying to block one guy consistently and, and letting other guys run free. There's a scheme issue there. There's definitely a scheme issue. And whether it's the protections being called, whether it's the play design, whether it's the info being communicated – or these son-of-a-bitches not taking the playbooks home and studying, as we heard on Friday, I've got to go with the D-plus here, and that's, I know, being a little kind.
0: I'll throw it back to you going to the defensive side of the ball if you're great on the defensive line. Yeah,
1: for the defensive line, I didn't have a huge issue with what they did here. The scheme of the wide nine, whether it's good or bad, I think the players executed. The problem is they did get gashed in the run game, which I do factor in the linebackers because – the whole principle of the wide nine is to let the linebackers be able to have some big holes to come through and make plays, and they just weren't getting it done. But I thought the defensive line as a whole did all right in this game. So for me, I'm going to go with probably my highest grade of, of this show and go with a B- minus here for the defensive line because I saw a lot that I liked out of uh, Gachau, Sue, Wake, Harris, et cetera.
0: I didn't have a huge problem with the D tackles. Um, I had a bigger problem with the D ends and the linebackers, but regardless, I didn't see any pass rush. I mean, the Dolphins had no sacks in the day. A lot of that is due to the fact that the Ravens played it very safe, only threw the ball, what, 23 times in this game. But still, not a lot of pressure, not a lot of disruptive plays in the backfield. Just Alex Collins goes uncontested into the hole so many times on his way to 113 yard game here. So I'm going to go with a D plus for uh, the defensive line. The linebackers for me get an F. I mean, I I thought it was a pathetic performance for a linebacker core that is largely overachieved this year. I mean, uh, Kiko Alonso second game in a row. The guy just looks like he doesn't know what the hell he's doing out there. Uh, You know, and the, the late hit was just part of that. Lawrence Timmons, I thought had his worst game overall pleased with him on the year. Ray Malaluga looked like the Ray Malaluga we thought we were going to get here at the beginning of the year. So overall, the linebackers, you're right, Paul. They were asked to fill in, and they were they were not able to do that, especially in the run game. So they they to me were the brunt of the problem on defense. I give them an F.
1: Yeah, how does a small running back carry Maluga's fat ass like five yards? I I don't get it. Um, as you, I, I'm going to reiterate a lot of what you said there as far as Tim and Kiko. It was a rough game. And unfortunately, I'm right there with you on the F. I will say one bright spot. Chase Allen had a beautiful play uh, on a wide sweep where it looked like they were going to get a touchdown and, and Chase came out of nowhere and form tackled them into the ground. So good on you, Chase.
0: Yeah, I'd like to see Chase Allen get a few more snaps. I mean, I even though the linebacker unit's Playing well. I mean, Chase Allen I mean, needs to get a couple more snaps on defense. Every time he gets his chance on special teams, he's blowing somebody up. Yeah. Uh, the secondary, you know, I, I, I don't have a huge problem with what they did in this game uh, because uh, Ryan Mallett and Joe Flacco threw for 121 yards. I mean, they didn't have a chance to really throw the ball. I mean, Bobby McCain was burned early on a Jeremy Macklin 34 yard touchdown to put the Ravens up 7 0. You know, I'll fault him for that, and also it was also a great throw there by um, Joe Flacco. But he, but he beat McCain, but Nate Allen was supposed to, surprising, not surprisingly, be over there, too. That caused a problem. But, you know, Xavier Howard, this is the third game in a row where there really aren't many passes caught off him anymore. So I, I give him thumbs up for that. But it's hard to blame the defensive backs on this, so I'll give him a B-. minus.
1: They really weren't great. They weren't abysmal. Um, but Nate Allen... He's done for the year now, so we should see T.J. McDonald back in two weeks. We're going to probably have Michael Thomas for a week. I can live with that, and we all know what that says, I think, about Nate Allen at this point. So, for me, I'll give him a C+. I don't think they did anything stand out, um, and they did allow their fair share and did miss a few tackles. But for me, C-plus works.
0: And on the special teams, I'm going to give... Not a not a lot to like here. They they get a D for me in this one and a couple of things. Matt Hawk three of his first four punts were pathetic. I mean, one of them to me the whole first quarter was special teams before the Ravens took that initial seven to nothing lead. I mean, the the Dolphins punt at, at the beginning of the game after the first drive from their own forty. Matt Hawk ends up uh, you know only nets what thirty something yards on that punt and then on the next one. And that's something around 30. A couple of punts later, it's it's really the same thing. So you've got that. And also, Cody Cody Parkey misses his first 50-plus-yard field goal. And that's big. Dolphins didn't return a lot. Their their coverage was good, but that's about it. But it was all poor play other than the, than their kick and, kick and punt coverage unit. So I'm going to give him a D.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad in this one. Uh, balls that were fielded that shouldn't have been. Balls that returned that shouldn't have been. Balls that weren't returned that should have been. Then, as you said, Matt Hawk and then Cody Parkey kind of preserved the shutout here. So all around, easily a D-minus for me. I just want to remind folks that we did launch our merch site. good portion of that goes to charity. You can catch it out on onthefinside.threadless.com. Lots of fun. They got free shipping through December 15th as well. So check that out. Be
0: sure to do that. Uh, I just got my Dolphins uh, uh, hoodie this past week. Great quality on a great logo. I've gotten a lot of good compliments on it. And we'll do it for our breakdown of the Dolphins-Ravens game. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, YouTube, and on iHeartRadio. And if it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the fence side. Solo D, take us home. It ain't
1: the left side or the right side, and it must be the fifth side. Stay the left, left, left side, for the right, right, right side, and it must be right the fifth love. Listen, Dolphins fans across the land all tuning in to see what brings.